Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Grand Mops placed a large brass collar around the man in front of him, a symbol for dog's servitude towards their masters. Then... Blindfolding him, the mops took the new member by his hand and guided him around a strange room nine times. On the sidelines, other mops broke out in large barking at the startled but excited young man. Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. What? What's up, everybody? I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian, Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this podcast is for you. We'd like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Canada. All right, Dakota, what do you think today's topic is about? Is this a sex thing? I mean, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So it's a grand mops. What the fuck? So is I was that? trying to. I was trying to make it like a German accent because this is German. Oh, but like, did I was... not come across. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Uh, wait, but grand mops. Yeah. Is that a person? Oh. Okay. 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 So. So here's what I see. There's this like a uh, guy in a um, sort of a a mask, I guess. Uh, sort of like. Spoilers, I guess, for Squid Game. Uh, just the people that watch these these horrific games, like the rich white people, essentially, with those masks over their faces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I picture them, and he puts this collar on this dude, and then it's sort of like, I don't know. he It's like a weird sex furry <laughs> sort of dog thing, you know, where they're like, they're like, yeah, I'm your puppy. I'm Ew. your, I'm your puppy. I don't know. <laughs> like you set it up as this weird sex thing, or well, is that just where my mind goes? Because I'm. I deranged. mean, no, I can see how it looks like a weird sex thing. It's not. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this one got me. Uh, this is the story about a secret society named the Order of the Pug. Oh, oh, oh. menacing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, the dog. Uh, There isn't really a ton of information about this group. Um, Most of what we know comes from one book, and they were actually only a practicing secret society for about 10 years. Uh, But I actually wanted to learn about it because it's weird. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, So, this is a special episode. These are called our... Oh, shit. Episodes. Uh, So, we are recording these in case, you know, something comes up like like we can't record. So, we have these ready to go. And because of that, we can't really do golden nuggets because, you know, this could drop in, like, October. (laughs) I could be like... If we did golden nuggets, I could be like... I'm AIDS free. I'm glad about that. (laughs) And then by the time it might be outdated, I'd be like, I have a lump of coal. I just got AIDS. Why are you obsessed with AIDS? 
I'm not obsessed with AIDS. <laughs> it would seem that way because that real episode we just recorded, I did talk about AIDS. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Anyways, yes, these are just uh, uh, in case we can't record. Yeah. So you're fucking welcome. Yeah. This is to appease our listeners. Yeah. So this is um, an oh shit episode. Oh shit. So before I get into this episode, I need to do a quick history about what Freemasonry is. Have you ever heard of that? Masonry. Well, that's like bricklaying. Isn't well, it? Freemasonry. But yes, you're right. Where you don't charge anybody. No. Uh, so there's Secret Society of the Freemasons. Oh, okay. Because honestly, when I think about it, I'm just reminded about the Simpsons. So there's like, they've got the Mason's Lodge. Um, I don't know. I refresh my memory. I uh, literally, that's all I remember. That like, I think it's from one of their earlier episodes mm-hmm. and they like, I could, or maybe it's in the Flintstones. I don't know. There's a cartoon where there's like these frame Freemasons and they go to this. There is, there's an episode. No, no, it. no. It, like it sounds vaguely familiar, but like I would need more to go off of. That's, that's okay though. And then there's also that Joshua Jackson movie. I don't know who that is. What? Who's Joshua Jackson? Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Oh, well, I, sorry, I don't know him by name. Okay, is that well, how you know him by name, by from Dawson's Creek? I, I've well, actually never seen an episode of Dawson's Creek. Oh, well, jo- I, I, I just hear that uh, Dawson's a manipulative prick. Yeah, well, Joshua Jackson is a babe. And is he? And he, he was really popular when I was a teenager. And he was in this movie, like a skull, secret skull movie. Anyways, that's all I know about the Freemasons. Okay. So anyways, Freemasonry refers to the fraternal, i.e. men, organizations that trace their origins to the local guild of stonemasons that regulated the qualifications of stonemasons and their interactions with authorities and clients. Sounds boring. Um, This happened at the end of the 13th century, and the basic local organizational unit of a Freemason group is called the Lodge, which are in turn supervised by other higher-up groups. So they are basically secret societies. Mm, I do like a good secret society. Yeah, it is the teachings and practices of the Fraternal Order of Free and Accepted Masons and is the largest worldwide secret society. Secret in that we know about them, but we don't. Because we don't know what exactly they do in these freaky-deaky meetings. (laughs) It's an oath-bound society that is often devoted to fellowship, moral discipline, and mutual assistance that conceals at least some of its rituals, customs, or activities from the public. Mm. So that's a secret society. I also think about, like fraternities and the secret things that they do in them yeah all the secret butt stuff they do (laughs) the idea of a masonic brotherhood probably comes from the 16th century definition of brother which meant one who has taken an oath of mutual support to another as such masons swear at each degree i.e level to keep the contents of that degree secret and to support and protect their brethren unless they have broken the law Freemasonry has, almost from its inception, encountered considerable opposition from organized religion, especially from the Roman Catholic Church. It is not a Christian institution, though it has often been mistaken for one. But Freemasonry itself contains many elements that one might find in religion. Its teaching focuses on morality, charity, and obedience to the law of the land. In most Freemason traditions, the person who wants to be part of the club needs to be male and must believe in the existence of a supernatural being uh, and in the mor- immorality of the soul. So that's just a, an idea. And then there's lots of different groups of Freemasons, but they kind of all come from this like one idea. Okay. So what is their purpose? Well, as we know, they began as a guild of skilled builders, but with the decline of cathedral building, the focus of the society shifted. 
Now we are a pug group. We take care of human pugs. <laughs> Today, Freemasons are a social and philanthropic organization meant to make its members lead more virtuous and socially oriented lives. Grounded in Enlightenment views, the organization still conveys the era's core values of religious tolerance, thirst for knowledge, and sociability. But what about these pug guys? <laughs> yeah. What about these mother puggers? <laughs> So right, so the, the the pugs are just like a different line of Freemasons. Yeah, they're the, they're the like bastardized redheaded stepchild <laughs> of the Freemasons that they don't want to talk about because they're like ah oh, these guys with their pug fucking. <laughs> they don't fuck pugs. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, this group of Freemasons come to us from Germany, and yes, they are named for the to- the dog the pug. A what? <laughs> yeah, that's what they. And also, about. they're German. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Their group was created in response to Pope Clement XII of the Catholic Church banning any Catholics from joining a Freemason's Lodge. So they were like, oh, we can't join? Fuck you. We're going to make our own group of the pugs. Wait, so, sorry. Who was banning who? Uh, Pope Clement XII yeah. was like, no Catholic person is allowed to join a Freemason's Lodge. Yes. We, 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 don't, we don't fuck pugs. We fuck children. Fuck. I knew you were going to go there, you bad child. Bad boy. Bad boy. I'm a bad child. I'm a bad child. I hope, I hope a priest doesn't punish me. Stop it, Dakota Lawson, you bad boy. You're going to get us canceled. Nah, I don't care. According to Masonic historian Brent Morris, Freemasonry is largely separate from re- religious fervor and a brotherly alternative to the historically bitter conflicts that were fought between groups like Catholics and Protestants. When they were formed, they became a group of men who agree that God is central to their lives, and they even agree that God compels them to do good in the community, and they ended at that. Which God they choose is up to them. This was a radical concept in the 17th century, which is when our order of the pug was created. And Freemasonry groups were not a place for non-believers. Atheists were not allowed. Even so, the Catholic Church saw the fraternity as a possible breeding ground for dangerous political thought, and as I said, in 1738, Pope Clement banned Catholics from joining the group. So again, the pug group was created in response to that. Mm. The Order of the Pug was devised by Clemens August of Wittelsbach, and in essence, it was made up of a group of Freemasons in Germany who tweaked the format of the meetings to fit their now forbidden activities. Mm. The Order of the Pug was a direct rebuke to the Pope Clement's prohibition because it was a Freemason-associated secret society with one caveat. You had to be Roman Catholic to join. They wouldn't Mm. let any other people in. The pug was chosen deliberately for its qualities of loyalty, trust, and a steadfast character. Oh, okay. Members of the group called themselves mops, which is is the German word for pug. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, less exciting. Yeah. (laughs) However, the organization didn't last that long, only about 10 years, due to the publication of a French book with a French title that I can't say, but I'm going to try... L'Ordre de France Macron Trahe et le Secret de Mops Reveal. That was a bad long, French. A, that was a long title. And how does how do macaroons fit into <laughs> the Order of the Pugs? Yes. So in English, the Order of the Betrayed Freemasons and the Secret of the Pug Revealed. <sighs> Not the catchiest title. <laughs> I feel like they could have workshopped that a bit. Probably. This expose was written by a Catholic abbot named Perrault and detailed the order's pug-related traditions and flouting of Catholic law. The practices described in The Secret of the Mops do come across as very strange, because in order to become a mop, you had to talk the talk as well as walk the walk. (laughs) 
pug members had to have the following characteristics. Loyalty, trust, discretion, tenderness, sweetness, humanity. In a word, all of the qualities that are the basis of love and friendship. If those who were interested in joining the Order of the Pug failed to perform the rituals, which I'm going to describe right away, mm. or did not have the character of a dog, they were kicked out of the building before the festivities began. Perot also wrote that the Pugs claimed to be thumbless, like their dog namesakes, and they said that what might look like a thumb was in fact a little finger. What? I don't know. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Members of the Order of the Pug also carried a medallion made of silver with a little pug on it. So it just sounds like a pug fan club to me. (laughs) (sighs) Novices were initiated by wearing a dog collar and by scratching at the door as a dog would do in order to be led into the initiation room. That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) Once inside, the grand mops or grand pug would blindfold them and then lead the novice nine times around a common room decorated with the pug symbol. While the pugs of the order barked loudly in order to test the steadiness of the newcomers. So they're walking around this room and all the other people who have already become members of this pug are barking. Oh my god. (laughs) During the initiation, the novices also had to kiss a porcelain pug's butt. (laughs) What? Just under the tail as an expression of devotion to the order. I, I don't. Uh, okay, now next up, you need to be pretend to be a mother pug <laughs> while the mops suckle at your tits. <laughs> <laughs> After this, the hand of the person asking for admittance to the order was placed on a rapier, which is a sword if they were a man, or a mirror if, if they were a woman, because actually women were allowed to join this. Oh, order they of the were. Pugs. Yeah. Uh, oh, in all other groups, women were not allowed, but this one they did. They said, okay. "Yeah, women are okay." Um, and then they were asked to recite a vow. Finally, the initiate was asked to see the light. Where <laughs> the Vow never to speak of this to anyone. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Yeah. Whereupon the blindfold was removed. The pug members would stand around the initiate in a circle, holding out the sword of the mirror in one hand and a pug in the other. Now, I don't know if this was a real pug or a fake pug. I couldn't find, but they had a pug in one hand. Okay. <laughs> Perot wrote that a pug statue was placed at the table of the Grand Mops, where the ceremony was held as a symbol of the society. At this table, there was also a sword and a toilet. The sword makes sense, as Freemasons have long used swords in their ceremonies, but the inclusion of the toilet was unclear, and not even Perot knew why it was there. Uh, So I'm not sure why the ritual takes place there either, uh, because accounts are a bit spotty, and I don't know what they mean by a toilet, because not a toilet like what we have, but... A, to- a toilette? I don't know. I'm very confused by that part. Huh. I feel like it was like a, a human toilet or something like that. It was a weird sex thing. It's just a person <laughs> that you have to piss on. I guess. Maybe. <laughs> so the Order of the Pug tried to embrace both Catholicism and Freemasonry, but their practices seemed to conflict with both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike most Masonic groups in the 18th century, the Order of the Pug allowed women to become members. Instead of referring to new members as brothers, they were called brothers and sisters. And at the reception after initiation, men and women sat together based on their position in the secret society's hierarchy. Perot wrote that the seating arrangement alternated between a man and a woman until the table was full. At the end of the night, the group always pledged secrets, promising that they would never discover, nor verbally, nor by sign, nor by writing, their secrets and their mysteries. 
picturing them like having a slumber party sleepover and just like sharing all their secrets like, who do you have a crush on <laughs> although some of them must have broken this promise as perot was able to write about the details of the order's practices <laughs> uh, like somebody who was really weirded out by all the shit that they had to go through probably <laughs> yeah. like yeah when his book came out the order had to end which speaks to the power of the catholic church the former pugs faced punishment like excommunication from the church if the Pope decided that was appropriate. And unlike Freemasonry, which had existed since the 14th century, the new pug-centered secret society had, not, had no competing authority to offer its members. It only had the thrill of secret, which the book destroyed. So this perhaps can explain why the society only lasted 10 years. Or maybe, as you said, it's because of the strange ceremonies the members had to perform. Yeah. <laughs> So Dakota, what do you think? That was great. Uh, <laughs> Our a good good oh shit episode. Yeah, yeah, that was a good oh shit <laughs> episode. Uh, like I even like, <laughs> I'm sad that people won't be able to listen to, the, to this until we, uh, you know, have an oh shit moment. Cause, right? Because <laughs> like this is fascinating. Uh, really, I good. Are you surprised that I found it fascinating? Yes, I am. I, I so grand. I'll break this into two. The first part of it. The explanation, like the Freemasons and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that didn't get me as much. But mm-hmm. but like, uh, when you got into the weird dog shit, <laughs> like that's I'm all about that. You know, yeah. like where do I sign up? Do, do wanna... I bring this club back? <laughs> I think you, you know? should. Like I'm all about them human toilets. Am I right? Okay. So I give this eight. Oh wow! Pug fuckers anonymous. <laughs> they don't fuck pugs. Out of ten. Okay. Just eight, nothing else. No, and I thought about giving it more. Okay. But because of the beginning part. Got it. Um, it, it went down just, just a smidge. Yeah, but I had to explain what a Freemason is. No, 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 no for sure, for sure, for sure. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> it didn't captivate me the entire time. Got it. Just because you had to explain it doesn't mean it, you know, like I wasn't captivated the whole mm-hmm. time, right? So, not your fault. Thank you. Eight pug, pug fuckers anonymous. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review, or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. And if you're interested in fucking a pod, Stop you it. can follow us on Instagram <laughs> at The Reluctant Historian or on Facebook under The Reluctant Historian Podcast. I'm just running with this. Or leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash pugfuckers. Stop it! You can also shoot us an email with future show ideas or questions you may have noted to The Reluctant Historian at gmail.com. So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs>